0: Sometimes, despite your best efforts, your recovery gets derailed. Powerful life triggers, a lack of support, a wrong turn. Relapse happens, it's frustrating, but the important thing is to not wait another day to get back on track. Foundations Recovery Network is here to help with more than a dozen outpatient programs and six residential treatment centers to choose from. Our co-occurring treatment model gets to the root of your addiction, putting you back on the road to recovery. Call 877-714-1318 to reach our confidential helpline 24-7. We're waiting by the phone. Yo, what's up? This is Jacoby from Papa Roach. This is Ryan Lee. This is Wes Geert. This is Bob Thornton. This is Rich Roll, and you're listening to Silver Guy Radio. Guy Radio. Yo, what's up? Thank you for tuning in today. Thanks to humans for bringing us in. Thanks to yo ass for supporting the show, son. Man, good to be on the microphone today. Checking in with y'all. Hope y'all are doing well. Uh, Do you ever have those days we just don't really feel like talking about recovery? Talking about addiction and how our lives are fucked up and hard to manage and I need to do more and be better. Man, I have those days sometimes. Today is one of those days. Even though I'm super fucking grateful for everything in my life, man, I just have those days sometimes where I just don't feel like talking about the shit. And I think that's normal. And so if you feel like that, if you've ever had those days, number one, you can relate. And number two, I think it's normal thoughts to have. Like, man, can I just fucking be normal? Right? And I'm, I feel like I'm normal. But we just deal with some life issues. Know what I'm saying? So we're going to get into that and we're going to, it's kind of funny. We're going to get into how I don't feel like talking about recovery today a little bit. I don't even know where that's going to go, but we're going to see before we do that. Be sure to check us out at that sober You and get past episodes, there, resources. Uh, you can contact us you can also help support the show by donating or leaving us a review on iTunes. Uh, the iTunes one is huge. I always love going on there every once in a while and checking out uh, what, what some of the reviews, um, uh, are saying and uh, always helps us rank the show on iTunes too. So thank you for your support there. Now, if you have any questions about whether you or a loved one may need some help, let me give you a valid solid ass resource. You can contact foundations recovery network at 87-714-1318. foundations has nationwide residential and outpatient facilities, and they can provide you a confidential assessment and review the best treatment options for you or your loved one's situation so give them a ring if you're looking for some uh, some answers if you have some questions you want to get some information um and let me give you that number one more time it's 877-714-1318 yes so i did bring up speaking of not wanting to talk about recovery but still looking through some uh, some news after my little uh, reading and meditation session this morning so even when i don't feel like doing recovery i still know that's probably when i need to do it most so I did do my routine, which which starts with some reading, um, a little bit of meditation, if I can, if I can uh, get that in there in the moment, and and uh, and and kind of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, even if it's not perfect, what I'm saying is I still try to make the effort to do it. And it wasn't perfect this morning because I just just having one of those days where I'm just kind of not feeling it. But I still know that that's the most important time that I need to do it or at least attempt to do it because it does something in the brain. So goes back to that old saying that I learned from David at Azure Acres, move your ass and your mind will follow. So just when you don't feel like doing something, fucking do it unless it's something that's going to get you, um, you know, dead or in jail or something like that. Please don't. The podcaster said to do what I felt like and that's why I ended up in court and in <laughs> no, don't do that. But you know what I'm talking about. The context here. If it's something that you know you should be doing and you're feeling resistance to it, it's probably a good time to do it. So a little piece of it, uh, advice from uh, personal experience there from Shane Raymer. Look at me speaking of myself in the third person. What the funk is going on today? I don't even know. But I wanted to talk a little bit about an article I came across really fast here. We'll just dive into this a little bit called Bart Junkies. Now, let me start with the context of Bart. We're not talking about Bart Simpson. We're not talking about who's another Bart, a famous Bart, or somebody else that's Bart. I have no idea, actually. Bart Simpson was the first one that came to mind. We're not talking about him. Bart, for those of you who are not from the Bay Area or from California at that, Northern California, Bart is the Bay Area transit system. So just like New York has the subway. Um, Oakland, San Francisco, um, the East East Bay area, all over the Bay area, basically uh, from Concord or Walnut Creek, maybe all the way out to, um, you know, San Francisco and beyond that, there's a big circle. I don't know exactly what it entails, but you get the picture. That's the, that's the public transit system. Okay. And it's called BART. Now there was an article that came out that was called BART junkies, BART junkies, and um, I'm, I'm scrolling through and I this actually it I saw it, I found it on InfoWars.com. You can probably find it there still, but it was actually um, posted by InfoWars, but it came originally from CBS uh, SF Bay Area. And I put I'll put both those links in the show notes if you want to check the article out, because there's also a video and I'm not going to play it. Uh, but the video is interesting. It shows some pictures and some photos of these, quote unquote, Bart junkies. Now, I thought the title. Just of of Bart junkies was sad. I guess at first it it it's sad because I'm not condoning what these people are doing, and um, you know which is shooting up in a public space in the Bart, um, uh, the Bart, uh, uh, what's it called? Well, it's the Civic Center Bart and Muni in Muni Station. So it's at, yeah, that's what I was looking for the station a specific part where you're waiting to get on the, on the Bart and there's a corridor li- just lined with people. And you'll see this in the video. If you go to that sober you can get, get it in the show notes there. Um, you'll see the video of the, the people, the, the junkies as they're referred to shooting up and, and fucking basically walking around like zombies. A couple of them. There's one, the photo I'm looking at right now is this dude and he's standing up and he's got a hoodie on and he's literally fucking slumped over, um, you know, and his, his arms are hanging down, damn near touching his toes and his head is down and he looks like a zombie, like straight up, you can't see his face, but he's standing there high as a kite, you know, and I say high as a kite when I mean sick as a kite, <laughs> if that may, I just made up a new term right there, but he's sick. He's a sick dude. He's trying to, I, mean, I don't know the guy personally, but it's obvious all these people lined up there. Um, you know, I'm I'm guessing by the looks of this, these aren't people who are just trying to to get high because they enjoy to get high and they want to fucking party. These are people who get high because if they don't get high, there's a good chance they'll die because their body is that physically addicted to heroin. That's what it looks like on 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 most of this, and that's what the article is about is the heroin use. So we have a big issue here and this goes nationwide. Obviously this is closer to home for me because it's in the Bay area. What do we do about this? What do we do now? Let me read through some of the article here to put more information and context out there on, on what this kind of talks about. So it starts out, it says shocking video is calling attention to what's going on in one of the busiest BART stations in the Bay area. Junkies blatantly shooting up out in the open as commuters walk by others slumped along filthy corridors and it is I've I've seen this firsthand you go out to you know the the, the normal time that I would ride BART is going out to, to Oakland Coliseum to go to a game so sometimes we'll jump on BART it's been a while because I don't ride it regularly because it's you don't want it's I guess it's like the subway at night you don't you don't necessarily want to ride it at nighttime especially in certain spots. I don't think it's quite as bad as it is in New York, but I can't really firsthand speak for that because I've never been on the subway in New York, but I've heard friends and people, um, that I've talked to have actually been on. It says, you don't want to ride that shit at night. Well, I think a lot of people probably feel the same way about Bart. Um, you know, and, and, uh, and so this is firsthand stuff for me because I've seen it and it is, um, it's, it's getting worse. It's getting worse. So not only do we have this epidemic, opioid epidemic, heroin epidemic going on right now in the country, you know, we have a lot of this stuff flooding the streets. And that kind of ties into homelessness. It ties into mental illness, to mental health. And it ties into this article that we're reading here titled Bart Junkies. Which fuck, man. I mean, come on. I get it. And that's what, and seeing that's what the fucking media does too. They blow things up. Well, number one, they blow things up. I don't think this was blown up. I think this is a great article to bring to light what's going on, first off. But you got to title it Bart Junkies just to get, you know, to get a response. And hey, I guess it worked. I'm talking about it. You know, it, ring, it rings some things true. Whereas maybe it says, you know, um, sick people addicted to. Um, prescription medication um, are sleeping in the subways. I mean, that's not going to ring a bell as much as Bart Junkie. So I get the, the, I get the idea there. But at the same time, when, when you know people who have been sick on heroin, like, like my aunt who was – and she even referred to herself at one point. I don't want to speak for her, but I think she'd be okay with me talking about this because she mentioned it on the podcast a long, long time ago. When I first started it, I had my aunt uh, on the show. And her name is Wanda. And she referred to herself as a junkie. She was a junkie. And those are some of the terms that, you know, have been around for a long time. And um, it's sad to be referred to as something like that, I think. Now, I don't want to get into semantics here about how we're, you know, naming things and, you know, PC and and verbiage and all that stuff. But just from my personal opinion, I don't give a fuck about what anyone else says. Okay. Most of the people... Who a good number of the people, you know, these people that I'm looking at in this corridor right here, a lot of them are fucked up mentally, man. And they've had, you know, past experiences that nobody knows about. There's things that have hurt them, that have, that have, that have, um, you know, uh, dismantled families, ran out on families. And maybe some of that was their own choice. I'm not making excuses for people, but what I am saying, let me, let me just kind of sum this up. These people are human beings. They're human beings, and they at least deserve a chance into some sort of recovery. Now, that's where this situation and this conversation gets fucking gnarly, because what do we do about it? That was the original question I proposed before I started reading the article, and then got sidetracked on my own thoughts. Let me jump back into the article here. It's a gauntlet, commuters, so they're talking about um, let me just start from the top. Shocking video is calling attention to what's going on in the busiest BART stations in the Bay Area. Junkies blatantly shooting up out in the open as commuters walk by. Others slumped along filthy corridors. It's a gauntlet commuters walk through every morning at the Civic Center BART and Muni Station. Regular commuter Shannon Gafford knows people have to see it to believe it. One morning I said, I got to pull out the camera and show my friends this. They're not going to believe it, he said. And this, and this guy is in the in the video on here, too, talking about this. Um, over the course of the week, Gaffer documented his trip to work. His videos showed dozens of people slumped along a hallway, open IV drug use, unconscious men and women, and piles of vomit on either side of the hallway. Now, I don't know about you. I don't want to walk through that shit on my way to work. I fucking get it. I don't want to see that. Okay? The other side of the coin that I'm trying to discuss or debate here and and hopefully, you know, get some thoughts on maybe some, some, some comments. I'll post this on, on uh, Instagram. We'll post it on the website is, you know, these, these, these people that are going through this are sick and they need help. Now here's the other side, the third side, I'm, I'm flipping sides. I got a three sided fucking coin here, but how can you help somebody who doesn't want help? How can you help somebody who doesn't want the help? because some of these people don't want the help or they're not going to go pursue it. There could be a number of factors on that. They're too fucked up to go get it. You know they're too they need assistance with that. They're too they're too sick, they're too high, how whatever you want to call it. They're passed out. They don't know where to go. They don't know where to start. They have no ambition. Their souls are gone to to addiction. So Gaffer goes on to say I documented my trip to work, his videos show dozens of people slumped along the hallway, open IV, drug use, unconscious men and women, piles of vomit either sides of the of the hallways. And there is in the video. It's you can you can see it clear as fucking day. People putting needles. One guy shooting it up in his hand. I mean, there's no. This isn't just something that is uh, they're trying to hide or anything. It's right out in the public, which is why they're doing this report. Some may find the video shocking. Others may find it routine. And it is. It's. It's became very routine, especially to people who live out in the Bay Area. I'm in Vacaville, which is about 45 minutes east, in the very, very corner east. If you still even want to consider it East Bay Area, I do. Some might not Valley, whatever you want to call it. But we're close enough to where I'm out there enough where I see this shit too. And I'm not talking about just on Bart. I don't ride Bart a lot. But if you go into downtown San Francisco, you know this shit is rampant. The homelessness, um, the drug use, and and we did a podcast about it if you go back and um, and go back to episode 171 you can get that at soberguide.com you can go on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you find the show and you can listen in and you can see the um, the the podcast that I did about heroin injection sites and it talks a little bit more about this and it gives some of the the statistics behind the drug use, the homelessness, all that stuff um, on there so you can go go back and check that out if you're if you're interested in learning a little bit more about what's going on actually in the city itself. Um, and the heroin injection sites, that's a whole nother topic. So, and it does kind of tie into this, the concept of that is let's open up sites where people can go and safely shoot up, uh, intravenous drug use right there, heroin, whatever it is, um, whatever you want to put a name on it instead of being in hallways on the BART, uh, platforms or the BART stations, corridors, you know, shooting up right there with piles of vomit, piss, and shit all around you, because that's really ultimately what it is. And so the concept of that, if you kind of compare those two, that would seem like a, a maybe a, 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 a plausible thing and something that might be, um, you know, something that could work. You know, but there's so many components to this. Where does that go? Is it in the neighborhood? Do you know people in the community say, well, especially ones who aren't ingrained in the recovery space and don't they're ignorant to you know, they, they just see a drug user as a fucking junkie, just like this. Okay, and I'm not, and let me be very clear about something here. There's some shitty people out there who use drugs, who do extremely shitty things. So I think that we have to take this. We can't lump every, and I've been a big advocate in my own right, in my own, um, you know, heart on this is, I don't care what topic we're talking about, whether it's, Politics, racism, guns, um, all of the drug, you know, drug abuse, everything. You can't take a huge important topic with a bunch of different opinions and just lump it all together and call it one thing. You have to look at it and on and which is a very extremely difficult thing to do. You have to look at it on an individual basis. You have to look at this by, um, you know, on a case by case basis. You know, and you have to have um, logical and respectful debates and conversations about this because we all have different opinions on it and we all disagree on things, you know. And so in looking at, at these types of, of, um, you know, of situations like this BART instance right here, you know, what do you think about it? What are your thoughts on it? How do you speak up about it? How do you speak out about it? You know, what do we do? Do we just walk by and turn our fucking heads and not... You know, there's another junkie and I'll be honest with you. I've done that before. I'm not going to lie because I think, and, and I don't beat myself up for it because I think it's a natural response to something like that, especially when you're in recovery yourself because it can bring back some of those memories and thoughts of like what that feels like. And it's, and it hurts, you know, it's a sad thing. So let me read a little bit more of this article and then we'll, we'll talk about this a little more. Some may find the video shocking. Others may find it routine every day, every morning, 5.30 5 30 a.m. to six o'clock, you can see there's dozens of them. Dozens of them. Like they're like I mean, they're literally referred to and looked at as filth and zombies. Which say this lightly, there's they're living in filth. And they're very zombie-esque. Very zombie-like. So I'm a I'm also a firm believer and call it if it if it's a looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck and it flies like a duck it's probably a duck. I know that's a fucking terrible analogy. I actually say really I feel really dumb for even saying that, but my point is is we have to start calling things like they are. But we also have to start understanding things too when we're going to call them like they are. So even if they say junkies, okay, I get it. It's a common term used, but are they really are they junkies or are they human beings who have, you know, somewhere along the way, experienced some some difficult things in life and been basically fucking thrown away like a piece of garbage, you know, and, and written off. So it's a real concern for our writers, and we appreciate that. Said Bart spokesman Chris Filippi. But what we have to do is make the most of the resources, the limited resources we have. So what this guy's saying is, dude, we don't have we don't have the manpower, you know, or the woman power. If you know we're gonna get PC on it right there. We don't have the person power, you know, to to deal with this shit. So we have to use the the resources we have and do the best we can. Bart, which has been pledging to address the problem. Says it's recruiting more community service officers, more than 30 new sworn officers, and 20 new station cleaners. But will that be enough is the question. The the situation in our BART stations is simply unacceptable, said San Francisco Mayor Mark Farrell. It borders on disastrous. Well, no shit, Mark. You're the mayor. What are you doing about it? You're you're talking about it on a news thing. He says Farrell unveiled a 13... Okay, so here's what he's doing about it. A $13 million plan to get needles, to be fair to the guy. He is apparently trying to do something. They are. A $13 million plan to get needles, among other things, off the city streets. To get needles. So what does that mean? What is getting needles off the streets? Does it mean a $13 million to bring a big crew in to fucking sweep needles all day? Or does it mean... Open up heroin injection sites so people can legally go there and shoot up. Does it mean offering these people who want the help places to go? Um, you know, I don't. I don't know what it means because it just says to get needles off the street. So that's something I guess I'm going to have to look into a little bit further. Um, he says, "I don't care at the end of the day if now we have jurisdictional issues." Said Farrell, as mayor, I want to get something done. And I want to make sure that these BART stations are cleaned up. Well, why don't you make sure about it and fucking get it done then? Because this shit has been going on for a long fucking time. This isn't anything new. Now, it's probably the worst that it's been, but it's no one has has given a shit until there's been some pressure put on in the media. And now the media is being forced to talk about it. Um, there's guys like Michael Savage. I don't know if anybody listens to Michael Savage. He's on KSFO, I think out here in the Bay area, probably only one of the, the most, most, um, truthful, truthful people. And a lot of people hate him for his honesty, but he's a, he's a doctor. He's a smart fucking dude. And he lives in the city and he's seen it firsthand. He's lived there for 20 years. He's probably one of the only, um, non main i mean he's I guess I don't consider him mainstream because the mainstream media won't touch an interview with the guy um so I would still consider him underground even though he has millions of listeners. He's never been on that mainstream controlled teleprompter reading level, but he's been talking about this shit for years and we haven't heard anything about it. I don't even want to take my kids to San Francisco in fact. Jess and I, when we were in San Diego, um, just recently we did the, the foundations conference and actually when we were at Disneyland, okay. We were in line and we were waiting for, uh, what ride was it? I don't know. Rides relevant. We were waiting in line for a ride and we came across this nice family that was from Australia and we got to chatting it up with them. And, uh, I was talking to the, to the wife about where, where they had been. She had said they had been, um, they took a trip down to Los Angeles, um, you know, out to Los Angeles from Anaheim. They didn't go to San Diego, but she mentioned that they went up to San Francisco. And I said, Well, what'd you think? And she just looked at me and she just shook her head. And I said, and I and I kind of nodded my head because I know I know exactly what she's thinking. And she went on to tell me, number one, about how expensive and how the the taxes there are incredibly high, some of the highest, if not the highest in the nation. I think it compares to New Jersey in um, on the east coast of New York, somewhere uh, New York City, I think that's the two competing, you know, on both ends of the coast for the high taxes, high regulations. Um, I think she said it cost her and her family. They stayed there two nights um, and, and it was something like three hundred and something dollars between taxes and parking three hundred and something dollars, you know, over three. I don't know what the something was over three hundred dollars. I know that to park your fucking car and taxes. You know, a family from Australia who wants to hear about this beautiful place and go there. And, and that's, that's the kind of shit that they deal with, you know, and, and that's for a whole nother show and discussion. And, and, um, you know, I can, I can get into that, uh, all day with some homies and, and we have these kind of conversations. I don't want to dilute the show with politics and stuff, but, you know, in relation to the mental health and to the homelessness and to the drug epidemic that's going on, it does relate to that because the other part of the conversation was the drugs, was her walking down the street and seeing with her kids. She had two, three, I think three, I think she had a younger, a younger uh, child, maybe eight or nine that was right around my daughter's age. And then she had two, um, two young teenagers, 13, 14, 15, somewhere around there. They were with her. So their, their family, you know, is walking down the street and they're walking through this. They're walking through piss. They're walking through shit. They're, like, I'm not saying like, I'm saying literal feces on the street. My homeboy Josh hit me up the other day and said, you're not, well, he didn't say, did he say you're not going to believe this or was it kind of sarcastic? I can't remember because we do believe it because we've seen it, but it, he, he goes, you're not going to believe this. I'm just driving down the road and I just seen this dude bend over with his ass cheeks spread taking a shit in the street. In the middle of the street! Are you kidding me? Like, what is going on? What is going on? So the end of the conversation ends like this. I asked this nice lady from Australia, who just experienced San Francisco for the first time. She did have a couple nice things to say. How, you know, this, the the buildings... Um, the bay. I think they went to Alcatraz. She said they loved going to Alcatraz, which is awesome. Who doesn't like going out there? That's some creepy shit out there. Go check that out on a night cruise. Jess and I went out there on the night, um, like a night tour one time, a few years back. And man, there is some, there's some, some, some spirit there. That's for sure. Some energy, some strong, strong energy, um, and it's awesome. You get to take a little trip out on the bay and um, and and tour the actual prison itself. Really, really cool. But that was one thing she enjoyed. Um, but in in the end, I said, "Would you ever go back?" And she said, "No, and unless you know, unless there was some sort of you know massive change there, she would never take her family back to San Francisco again." And it's sad because San Francisco is a beautiful city. It's got a lot of great um, architecture. There's a lot of great people in San Francisco. There's a lot of diversity in San Francisco which is um, you know, it makes it a very unique and, and awesome place. So I don't want to bag on the city itself. but it is just there's just some really, really fucked up things going on out there right now. And um, I think it starts in my opinion with leadership. It starts with leadership. and um, it needs to, uh, it needs to change. So um, let me finish this uh, let me finish this um, article here because I know I keep kind of going in and out of it, but um, it says, while homelessness services are offered to those in the city's BART stations, so there are homeless services that are offered to those, Farrell says San Francisco police may be needed because BART admits it's simply overwhelmed by the crisis that has landed in its hallways. We're in the midst of a national homelessness crisis, and we're also in the middle of a drug crisis, said Felipe which is the BART um, spokesperson, I think. Or is that the mayor? I can't get from... um, Yeah, that's Mayor Mark Farrell. Felipe's the, the BART guy. Unfortunately, as a transit agency, we have limited resources, and we're not really equipped to deal with these social issues. Okay, well, here's a thought. Why don't you get equipped? Because California is one of the most lucrative states in the nation... Right, we make up. I don't even know what percentage of of the world economy, but it's fucking massive. And you're telling me that you don't have the resources to to deal with with homelessness, with people who who need some help. And I get it. Not everybody wants the help, so you can hand shit out to people all day, and a lot of people don't take it. I get that. But there are people, and there are things, there are programs that that um, that can be created. If they're not already there, because there's a lot of shit that's there, but there's also there. What I'm saying is financially there is money there, but it's not being it's not being managed correctly. And that goes back to leadership again. And uh, we need some big, big time changes and changes in that in this state. That's for sure. Uh, So for now, the status quo is a daily commute through a human crisis that shows no end. Um, and then, to wrap it up, it says, "You feel bad for these people in a way, I mean, because you are human, you see them, said Gafford. This isn't going anywhere, it's getting worse. I mean, you do feel bad for these people, right? I mean because I mean fuck they're they're human, but you know we' i I don't know what to do about it <laughs> and you know i' I'm not sitting here claiming I have all the answers or I have all the information. I'm sure I fucked something up in this, and I know i'm I'm cursing a lot today, but I'm passionate about this. You know I am passionate about this. I'm passionate about helping people. I'm passionate about trying to find solutions. And you know the solution for me in doing this show is is creating awareness and creating conversation around this. So I may not get everything correct that I always say and I'm fine with that. I don't I don't read from a teleprompter. You know, I don't, I don't come on here. I mean, this is from the heart. This is real shit. This is stuff that I've seen firsthand. And now it is, um, you know, making mainstream media up here in, in the Bay area. And so as much as I didn't feel like talking about recovery today, see, I'm still talking about recovery. And, uh, I just think that stuff like this is, is really, um, on the cusp of, of come becoming more of a mainstream topic and bringing more awareness to addiction, to homelessness. You know, Here's a stat for you. One in five people in California is homeless. One in five. That means if, I mean, just put that in context for a second. Line five people up and one of those person is homeless. That's, a, that's, not, a, that, that's not okay, especially in one of the most lucrative states. You know, when we're talking about agriculture and um, industry, you know, from, from the top down, this state is a beautiful state and you know there's some leadership here and i'm not getting into certain parties or anything like that there is some leadership here that really needs to to be looked at and and that's kind of you know the other the other part i want to mention here and i'm not going to go too deep into this like i said before for for sake of trying to keep this on recovery but you know we have to start looking at things with a stop looking at things through a telescope or through a um, you know one one-sided view because we want it to fit our agenda and we want it to fit our certain belief system and we have to start looking at it from a freedom of thought perspective and um, and truth and facts and looking at things and you're not gonna get that at, on, on the mainstream level. You're not going to get that on the mainstream level. I can tell you that right now. So for those of you who are still watching CNN and MSNBC and Fox news and you lump them all together and I, I watch, you know, I, I turn them on sometimes. So I'm not saying that, um, you know, that it's a bad thing to turn them on and, and watch them cause it's fucking comedy to me. It is, it is straight comedy because I see through the shit. And what I'm saying is, is you have to educate yourself on, 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 um, on, on really what's going on behind the scenes. You know, this is an entertainment thing. When you see a lot of these stories, it's fucking for pure entertainment in dollars. That's it. There's no truth to it. And then we find us as a people, as a society, as a culture, infighting about it all day. You know, about my view is stronger than your view. And I'm guilty of it, too. I admit to it. You know, but I'm able to listen to somebody's viewpoint and, 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 and try my best, even if I think they're fucking stupid. And they're, you know, and I can I can do that. It's not a, not a great thing, right? Especially when we're talking about recovery. We try to have tolerance, try to practice patience, all that stuff. I get it. But, you know, when, when someone's telling me something and I know that they're wrong, that is a good opportunity for me to practice my patience and to practice compassion and understanding and and at least hear them out. And that's what I'm getting at here is our culture is being shifted into a point of complete division. Whether we're talking about homelessness, drug use, politics, gun control, all of that stuff, it's a very well designed plan to manipulate and divide. And so I don't care what your opinion is. I don't care if you know if I say the sky's blue and you say it's fucking, you know, purple and brown and green and whatever it is. We did my point is we disagree on something. That's fine. But number one, I have, just as well as you have, the right and the ability to have my own opinion, to have freedom of thought, to have freedom of speech, to express that opinion. And if you don't agree with that, that's fine. But I don't get to demonize somebody else because of their 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 thoughts and vice versa. Neither do they get to demonize I me. Mean, they might be dumb as fuck. And I might think that their thought or their opinion is absolutely asinine and stupid. That's fine. But we have to get to a point where we're, where where we have the ability to and I and I'm what I want to I want to reiterate what I just said. I'm not saying I'm going to call somebody stupid. And tell them that your point is asinine and you're fucking stupid. I'm saying I'm allowed to think that. I can think that in my mind. But I'm going to approach that conversation from a respectful place. And I'm going to try to um, you know, bring up my point of view. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to understand your point of view. Here's my point of view. And how can we come together on this and try to meet in the middle instead of divide and conquer? Because that's a strategy in the end. Divide and conquer. Straight up. Look it up. Like, look what that means. Look what's been done for for decades to us. And see, now I'm starting to go down the rabbit hole, so I'm going to stop. But um, here here's, here's the final thought on this, and then we're going to wrap this thing up today. I know I'm getting a little fired up today. It's funny. See, I started the, the podcast off not wanting to talk about recovery, and by the end, I'm all fired up about it. And excuse my language today. I know some of you enjoy the cursing. I've gotten a lot of emails about that. No, don't. The cursing is great. You know, some people don't enjoy it as much. So it, it, it's not cursing out of anger. It's cursing out of passion. And, and you can tell this is something that, that is still on me. And I'm, I'm trying to work my way through these, these things because I have kids and I, I try to have a respectful tongue, I guess, definitely around them. Um, but man, when you're passionate about something, you, you tend to just get fired up about it. And that is okay. That's okay. It's okay to get fired up. It's okay to get angry. It's okay to have passion behind things and speak out about them and, and fucking tell me I'm wrong. I don't care. I'm not trying to sit up here and act like everything is, is, you know, I'm right on everything, but that's the beauty of America is what I'm, what I'm getting at. That's the beauty of it. And we're losing that. We're losing that. And you can see it. You can feel it. You can feel it in your blood. You can feel it in your gut. I can feel it. And so it's important for us to come together no matter what your opinion is. Like, man, my mind has been so woken up lately to different um, different people and different cultures and different things. Not that I was ever, well, maybe I was a bit closed-minded on things. You know, we tend to have viewpoints and I think it's a natural thing for us to, we don't want to change our viewpoints and listen to other perspectives because it challenges what we have believed for a very long time. And if you're going to challenge what I believe, that means I have to admit that I'm wrong and I have to backtrack on everything I may have ever said or written down or had conversations about. It goes back to admitting our wrongs, right? It's not an easy thing to do. So moving forward, you know, maybe it's time for a lot of us including myself, you know, as, as we continue going on into today and into tomorrow, try to crack that door a little bit more and stay open-minded about stuff. There's a couple takeaways I want to take from this. Um, Number one, what do we do about homelessness? What do we do about rampant drug use in the Bay Area and all over the United States? These are conversations that are being had. We have advocates like, um, like someone who comes to mind is Ryan Hampton out there and, and Garrett putting in work. Doing something those dudes, you know, that's I'm on a communication platform here the podcast. That's what I do I'm trying to trying to stay in my lane here, but Could we all do more? Sure. We could all do a little bit more, but it's fucking exhausting sometimes When is it enough? That's not an excuse, but I try not to get caught in that. I'm not doing enough type of thing I'm doing what I can do and I encourage everyone else out there to do what you can do play your part Get involved educate yourself Look at both sides of things and make an educated guess or opinion. You know, don't just watch shit. Don't just read articles like this, like this one, Bart Junkie. You know, don't just read that and automatically I would I'm I'm going to guess here that the common person who doesn't know shit about recovery addiction and you know, bless their hearts as I've heard before, who was a comedian who said that. Whenever you hear bless their hearts, you know someone's about to get the shit talked out of them. Cuz bless their hearts, but you know but bless their hearts these you know people who don't know about this they don't have any idea and they see the term bart junkie and they automatically write these people off as if they're fucking zombies which like i said before they kind of look like it it's sad it's a sad thing but they're not they're human beings and so my point to this is is take a look look into things dig a little bit deeper when you see something if you if you can at all find the time and the Um, drive to do that because there's a there's a the the media industry projects things one way and a lot of the time if you're not digging underneath that and trying to find sources and, uh, and educate yourself independent sources start start looking at independent journalists the dinosaur media is dying has been said many times on different shows okay and for those of you who listen to those shows you probably know what i'm talking about but the dinosaur media is old and it's dead and people are starting to figure out that it's a machine. And uh, I just encourage you again, when you when you see something like this, look into it a little bit. You know, it's it's um, it's a sad thing. And what are the answers to it? I don't know. I'm once again proposing more questions than answers. But at least, at the minimum, we create conversation around it, and we create respectful conversation, freedom of speech, freedom of thought, to have respectful debates about this and not get fired up and hate each other and divide families and people, you know, no matter what the topic is. So those are the kind of some of the takeaways I'm, I'm coming up with right now off the top of my head. Do some research, you know, uncover some things, have your own thoughts, make your own opinions. Don't just go off what people tell you. We only know what we're told, right? Until we go in and we kind of explore for ourselves we're not going to get everything right and that's okay. But the important thing is, is that we have that freedom of thought to do so. And I keep plugging, keep plugging that because it's such an important thing. It really is in in all this stuff. And then man, what can we do in our own communities? What can we do in our neighborhoods? You know, go start a meeting up, go out and talk to people in your community, wherever it is you live, you know, Start a start a a place, uh, you know, a spot, some sort of, um, you know, place where people can come, and maybe it's a refuge meeting, maybe it's an AA meeting, maybe it's a CR meeting at your church, maybe it is um, just a kick it spot where you where people in you know that are that are down on their luck or that are in recovery or that you know are just looking for a place to chill in a safe spot and and be around some people those are the types of things that don't really cost a lot of money that you can do. You know, you can fucking meet at a park if you want to. But what I'm saying is we, you know, start a podcast it's not hard. There's go on YouTube and and look up how to start a podcast. Go on Pat Flynn. That's Pat Flynn helped me huge. Start this podcast. But what I'm saying is, is to get active out there, start talking about this kind of stuff, start talking about um, the issues that you're seeing in your community and keep an open mind, you know, keep an open mind. And, and we we'll give credit to uh, to Wilson Walker. I'm just looking at this, who uh, who wrote this article, because you know you got to give credit where credits due in trying to bring some some things to the light. Even though I don't agree with every you know way that he worded everything in here, but he might not know about addiction. You know, he might not know about the 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 real um, the real effects, and and maybe he hasn't seen it firsthand, and maybe he has. Maybe he's got an aunt who's a junkie. You know what I'm saying? And, and he called her, he, she called herself a junkie, just like my aunt did at one point. Even though Aunt Wanda, I love you, you're not a junkie. Thank God anymore. I think she's got 15 years clean or something at this point. So that's fucking badass. But, you know, may, maybe Wilson, maybe Wilson does. And my, my, my point real quick, and I'm going to shut the fuck up and wrap this thing up, because I know I'm yapping like crazy right now. Let me take a breath first, is this. And, and this is one thing I love about Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan will tell you like it is, but he always explores both sides of things. And we have to start doing that. you got to start exploring other things. You can't be so close-minded that you see it your way is the only way. And if you stand true in something, for damn right, like stand true to it. If you know in your heart that that's what's right, speak up and speak up, speak out about it. But understand your opposition too. And understand where they're coming from. doesn't mean you got to agree with them one bit. But understand it. And then make an educated opinion guess. You know, try not to make an educated guess. That's more... What is an educated guess? I don't know. I'm yapping away. Yapping. Who the fuck says yapping? Like, what's going on right now, dudes? All right, I'm going to wrap this thing up. Please send us an email if you enjoyed this um, this episode. Send us your thoughts. Um, you know, this is something that's a little different. And I, I'd like to start doing some more of these podcasts where we're talking about relative content and newsworthy um, topics that are coming out in the news. Uh, you know, maybe we'll kind of weave some of those in with, with some of the interviews and some of the monologues. And, um, I think it's a great thing, man. We're creating conversation. We're creating debate, um, healthy debates, healthy topics to look at and say, what can we do about this? What are some of the takeaways? Uh, so man, if, if you, um, if you have one thing, what can you do today in your community? What can you do today in your city? What can you do to help somebody else? Help another addict, help a loved one out there. What can you do? Instead of just listening to this podcast, take that away from this. And I encourage you to help somebody else out today because that's the best thing you can do in recovery The service world. Love you guys. Thanks for tuning in today. Peace, love, respect. Keep your blood clean.